Hello humans, hello humans. It's 10.30 in the morning. Yeah, on the 9th of August. And just now, heading in for the second time. So, I've got another one of these little talks. I'll see if I can edit out all the swearing and shit. Uh, I'd just gotten into town. Just barely meet, reached town. <laughs> My wife called me and there was a delivery of this uh, fence material I'd ordered. So I had to dash back here uh, to get it done, right? Um, to actually accept the material and so on. And then, of course, it was a big screw-up all the way around. And uh, we didn't get the week's notice we needed, so I didn't have a crew here to take these uh, thousands of pounds of cement fencing I'd ordered. And uh, had to use my inadequate tractor, which the, was too much for the weight. Almost lost the tractor. The rear wheels were lifted up off the ground. It's a four-wheel drive, continuous kind of a, a tractor, um, a power track. Uh, you know, good size horsepower and stuff, but the forks are only rated to 900 pounds, and it was probably closer to a ton uh, that was on the uh, on that one pallet. <laughs> so dangerous as fuck. Happened a couple of times. Another load was almost too much, but we got it all done. There was, you know, some damage on some panels, but um, uh, it's cement, so I can I can repair them. So it's not going to be that bad, uh, and it's not like uh, it's going to go out on the street side of things anyway. Anyway, pain in the ass. So now I'm heading in to do all of my chores several hours late. Uh, missed one meeting, had to blow it off. There was no way I could do that if I had to come out and get all this stuff. And so now I gotta go in and do all of the chores and try and catch up on the day. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've done everything as I left. Is it, was it done appropriately? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Okay, so I'll, um, <coughs> later on I'll get around to throwing uh, Audacity on the the new box. I don't have a lot of software there because I just uh, built this new server. Anyway, um, but I'll put that on there and edit out the previous talk, edit all the the swearing and all of that shit at the end when I got the phone call. Um... In any event, so here we go off into town. Now, um, what I'd sort of talked about earlier was the meaningfulness of having had a uh, prescient projection of UFO stuff in the month of August and having had that um, uh, available in terms of uh, its impact uh, since uh, 1997. Okay, so that is a meaningful thing in and of itself uh, that uh, such a thing actually happened. Um, okay, so on the nature of meaning, though, I don't want to say this. Okay, so um, the deep state is uh, desperate to control uh, the UFO issue, right? They're desperate, desperate, desperate. And here's why. Uh, at a basic level, the existence of UFOs uh, um, chops the, the feet out from under the deep state. So, if, if UFOs exist, evolution is horseshit, 
okay? Because there is a real solid potential for humans having had, and other critters, having had our uh, genomes uh, fucked with. Ergo, Darwin's um, uh, stitching together all of these weird facts to form Darwinian evolution is horseshit, right? You can't have Darwinian evolution absent uh, an isolated system. It can only work if the system is 100% isolated from everything. Since we know that not to be the case, Darwinian evolution is a bogus idea. Uh, we also can uh, make other statements more assertively about uh, physics, and physics being 100% garbage as we've got it now, having come out of the Kali Yuga, being dominated by the Ashkenazis who insist that you can't do physics unless you can prove consciousness arising from grit. And uh, the Ashkenazi uh, dominance of the uh, theoretical physics world means that if you bring up the idea of an ontological creation, that is to say consciousness exists and then it creates grit in order to have experiments and do stuff in those experiments, um, or for whatever reason, right? But consciousness is first, grit is second, and never will you be able to get grit to adhere to the point that it would create consciousness. If you, if you have UFOs, then that is the assumption you have to make because the UFOs defy all of our understanding of physics and um, their mere existence tells us that our understanding of the world, of the universe, is wrong at least as far as the academics. So you see, the deep state has got real problems with UFOs. They must do everything they can to try and control them. But they're in a real world of hurt at the moment. And that real world of hurt is that they're, uh, they're losing their grip on all of this and they won't be able to maintain uh, control at all of anything uh, for too much longer. Uh, but a lot of it's gonna be shed as the uh, UFO issue emerges uh, into our hard reality. And as that occurs, we're going to have all different kinds of uh, forces that create um, uh, changes in our paradigm. And those changes in our paradigm are going to be very, very, very substantial, right? So we've got to throw out the idea of theoretical physics as it's constructed now because it only deals with grit and never deals with ontological creation, with consciousness existing first. And until it does, it's useless, absolutely useless, and it'll never bring anything to the UFO picture. So this is why we've got people like um, Eric Weinstein, who I'm assuming his credentials are valid, and he actually did go to school and did study the uh, grit physics that the, um, the Ashkenazi uh, promulgate and got a degree in stuff, right? But his degree is now useless because UFOs mean that his grit uh, only, grit all, and uh, grit uber alles view of reality is bogus because you don't get UFOs from grit. So anyway, uh, so the UFO issue brings us up to a much bigger issue insofar as the deep state is concerned. You would think there would be no bigger issue than um, uh, their uh, bona fides uh, for uh, existence, right? So you'd think there would be no other, no bigger issue, but there is. The bigger issue goes to their ability to control. So um, the bigger issue is psychic shit, right? 
Okay, so we'll call all that psi, P-S-I, for the, as the, um, uh, the Greek letter psi. Okay, so psychic stuff uh, means that the uh, deep state has lost 100% control. Because think of it this way. If uh, UFOs show up, which they have, and if UFOs are doing things that defy our uh, Ashkenazi view of grit-only physics, which they do, then we have to have some other conclusions. We have to open our minds up to the concepts that things are not as we would describe them from our uh, Kali Yuga-influenced academic view of reality. Bear in mind, we're coming out of the Kali Yuga. Hundred years from now, humans will have much more galactic center emanations available to them. Humans will be born smarter, far, far smarter a hundred years from now than they are now. Just as we are born smarter than the people a hundred, two hundred, three hundred years back. We left the Kali Yuga in 1698, okay, so just, just ahead of um, uh, the, the 1700s. And note what happened in the 1700s giant blossoming of all kinds of science. Okay, much of it is wrong, uh, like Darwin. Uh, much of it is um, uh, based on a bogus understanding of reality that's been uh, created and, uh, and maintained by the Ashkenazi. Either they don't know or they do. They may know they're at the upper echelons. They may know that their uh, view of reality is bogus and they still maintain it because it suits their purposes. Or they may just be ignorant and not know that it's bogus. That's possible as well. Anyway, though, but neither one of those really need concern us because it's all falling away. We're losing the um, that view of reality. We're going into sci world, okay? Science fiction world, and but in science fiction world is sci world. In sci world, um, basically, we acknowledge that. There is an ontological creation for universe that precedes the grit. The grit comes from that uh, consciousness that existed ahead of it, and that as embodied uh, bits of, of consciousness, that is to say consciousness trapped in the grit, trapped in the physical form, you know, blood, flesh, bones, teeth and nails kind of thing, right? Some of us don't have hair, so it's not even worth <laughs> mentioning. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we would have to acknowledge that we are our consciousness from the greater consciousness encapsulated in uh, bits of protoplasm. That being the case, there's all kinds of things that that consciousness can do. And that being the case, we would, we would want to um, do that well and explore it. And so that's what we'll be exploring, myself included, uh, in these future years is uh, psi, psychic abilities, right? And we need to uh, we need to do all kinds of stuff with it. We need to to get better definitions. We need to get um, uh, uh, firm methodologies. We need to understand how it works, why it works, et cetera, et cetera. So there's there's tons of work here for us to redo our paradigm out of the. Um, uh, grit only view and this is very upsetting to the deep state because imagine what this means it means that uh, humans are psychic okay this will be established by the space aliens as we go forward and um, being psychic 
uh, humans are going to um, have the ability, whether we, okay, so we have the nascent ability to do psychic things, whether or not we're able to individually do those psychic things uh, relative to our bodies and our understanding of, of reality at this moment is not the, the issue. What is the issue is that the, the uh, controllers, right, the powers that be, the deep state, they don't want you to ever acknowledge that you are psychic because you might then cultivate those talents. And here's, here's the thing. They don't know, nor do they understand uh, size stuff. And so they have terrible definitions. All of us do, by the way. So all of size stuff is, is littered with, with, with labels that are meaningless, um, but they're meaningful in the sense that they direct us away from something that's solid. So telepathy is a conjunction of the word tele, meaning far or distant, and empathy. Okay, and it comes from a, um, a definition that was established in 1887 uh, after the uh, ether experiments. Um, and it was thought at that time, okay, the definition was a coincidence of thought that requires a causal explanation. So basically what they're saying is two people have the same thought and we have to figure out something. We have to have an explanation for why that occurred. And so that's telepathy is a coincidence of thought uh, uh, between people. Now, mostly people think of, of uh, telepathy as like radio, a sender and a receiver. And it doesn't work that way, right? So, so we un have to undo all of these labels that have been put on size stuff, deliberately so, to be misleading by the deep state. Because um, we need to understand size stuff does not operate as... Uh, from a grit-only perspective. So from a grit-only perspective, the definition of telepathy is a sender and a receiver of a thought. And that really freaks them out, okay, because that's that actually it's their own misunderstanding that freaks them out, makes them really paranoid, because the deep state is under the, the opinion that one person could send a thought to another's mind or could receive a thought from another's mind, okay, as though broadcast. We don't have any evidence for that at all. It doesn't work that way, in my opinion. I'll get into that in a minute. But the um, uh, so the idea would be that the deep state would freak out because they only exist by way of secrecy. You know, you cannot have a control structure operate our country that does not exist on on secrecy. We've we've been trained to that, and so every single fucking thing that the government does is made secret, classified. We've got more classified documents than there are humans on this planet by um, uh, tons and tons. I mean, there's every time they do something, they say it's a secret and they classify it. Most of these are useless; they don't need to be secrets, and we put too much energy into keeping them secret uh, in order to maintain the deep state's uh, ability to control. But what if? humans recognize that they are psi creatures, have psychic ability, and even though it doesn't work by broadcast and receiving, what if they could suss out the secrets of the deep state via these uh, psi capabilities, which I'm going to say are abilities or talents, okay? Because they can be cultivated and made stronger, and so that's the way a talent. So, uh, you know, um, 
uh, if you don't have any arms and you're born without arms, you're not going to be a very good tennis player, even with a, um, uh, you know, engineered prosthetics. Okay. Uh, if you are, if you've got arms and you go and play tennis, you might be a very poor tennis player, but at least you have the capacity to become better at it, to cultivate that as a skill. So you have some uh, inbuilt native capacity to do the tennis thing, that is to lift the racket and smack the ball. Um, and then you have to cultivate the, the technique uh, in order to uh, like get good at it, right? And so there's all these different things you've got to coordinate to do that. So this is the way it is with psi. So, so we have the capacity to be psi beings and we just need to open ourselves up to that and we then become psi beings and then thereafter it's like any other skill and you can cultivate that skill and get better over time and have better results. And this kind of shit freaks this, the deep state out. They don't want you sussing out their secrets. They don't want you being able to look at these fuckers and say, oh, you know, he's lying right now and blah, 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 and here's what he's lying about, right? And I can see this off to the side of him that it's this particular area that he does not want us to talk about. That kind of shit's gonna be happening much, much more as we go forward. So it is my uh, premise that, as I stated, you know, a couple of hundred years from now, humans will be born with better intelligence than we have now because there will be more galactic center emanations reaching us because of the nature of our uh, sinusoidal looping around the third minor arm of the galaxy um, up and down. So there's a 26,000 year cycle um, that, that uh, has our solar system go up and down relative to the edge of the galactic plane. As we come into and align with that edge, there's too much material between us and galactic center, and it, and it screens out all of the galactic center emanations. And so we have our Kali Yuga during those period of times because we're not getting the galactic center emanations, and we are not as good as we could be had we gotten all of those. So humans, when we get maximum galactic center emanations in the um, golden age, we are some, gotta be, have to be some really spectacular motherfuckers. Whereas right now it's like, eh, we're crawling out of the, you know, the Kali Yuga, crawling out of the, um, the mental doldrums, like, you know, Plato's cave is dark in there, right? But once we get into the golden age, you know, there's no issues there. So anyway, so as we go forward here, we can expect the deep, deep state to crumble no matter what, no matter how much they put into trying to maintain themselves, it is inevitable that they shall uh, self-destruct, A, because they're going against the, um, the paradigm of the, uh, of the universe, which is where we're at, getting more energy, p humans being smarter, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so the trend is our friend and fighting the trend is a stupid thing to do. And the deep state is in a position where they are locked into fighting us. And so they're, they're basically um, on their way out, no matter what, even if there's no coordinated effort to get rid of them. So many people will awaken uh, as a result of, you know, all of this stuff, more people being born that will say, no, fuck the jabs. I don't want any of that shit. No more vaccines for my family. All of this kind of stuff will do away with all of the control mechanisms that the deep state has put in place. And that was their last gasp. Okay. The COVID thing was their last gasp 
uh, being able to enforce uh, authoritarianship. It won't fly now. They're not going to be able to uh, COVID us into uh, you know, lockdown for climate change. They're just not going to be able to do any of this stuff because they blew it. They did not succeed in what they wanted. Uh, it was inevitable that they should not succeed. Universe doesn't favor them. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, so um, so humans are uh, psi-enabled creatures, as are the aliens. And this is where it's going to get really sticky for the deep state. They've got to introduce the aliens because the aliens are going to introduce themselves no matter what happens. Are introducing themselves. They just don't give a shit that we see them anymore. Um, the deep state has to deal with it. They're going to try and deal with it with their authoritarian, we're in charge, blah, blah, blah. The space aliens are going to be talking to you through us kind of shit, which ain't going to happen. Uh, but they'll, they'll try and, and put that out there. This is going to cause a very interesting period of time with these schisms between the developing reality of the UFOs and the deep state's attempt to uh, ratchet the whole thing down and maintain control. So this is why everything is so fragile, so shrill. Um, uh, this is why everything is so on the edge is because we are at that point where all of the deep state stuff is failing based uh, only even against uh, what universe is doing to say uh, nothing about the rest of us. So all we have to do is keep on keeping on and the deep state is just simply going to fall away. Uh, it's not going to dissolve of its own uh, initiative, but it will be dissolved by universe. Anyway, though, so the size stuff, this is where it gets real interesting. So now uh, I have found the uh, instructions in ancient literature from the previous Bronze Age, so back 5,000 plus years, maybe even from the previous Silver Age, which would put us closer to about 8,000 to 10,000 years back. But I found these instructions encoded in ancient literature that are uh, taken to be religion, uh, religious in nature, and they're not. So just like Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, you can look in other religious traditions and find that the same thing has happened. That there are step by step by step, very factual, very straightforward, uh, non-embellished uh, instruction sets that have been assumed by now, over all of these centuries, to be some kind of a religious instruction, when in fact it's, it's an instruction. And that's all, just a do this, do that kind of a thing, right? Now these instruction sets um, the ones that are in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, as well as other uh, Hindi literature of, or other Sanskrit literature of that same era. So in other words, uh, um, we don't know who the authors are. It's, it's un unattributed, that kind of thing, right? The same characteristics. So we've got other literature in Sanskrit that is as uh, in the same way as Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. It also is referencing... Um, uh, these mind-to-machine interfaces. So I found that using a chat GPT, and it's a pain in the ass. It took me hours and hours and hours that it should not have. I should have been able to explain it to chat and have chat go do this without being a woke fucker. Uh, but in any event, though, so, so I found this. I found it in other traditions. So within some of these other traditions, though, you find other information that is as obscured as are the Yoga Sutra instructions. Uh, I don't want to get into too much detail uh, unless I'm prepared to really discuss it all, but basically I found 
a set of instructions on uh, sciability, okay, on cultivating sciability in humans. And within these ancient literatures, there is not a labeling process that is obscuring. So it, it's difficult for many people to see and understand these as the kind of instructions they are until they're slightly reworded and then you get the idea. And this has to do with the nature of uh, how these ancient peoples conceived of things like uh, data arrays and, and other elements like this. But anyway, so if you follow these instructions, you can elevate your sciability. And this is important. Okay, so now the instruction sets that I've found are talking about sciability, not in relation to the uh, mind-to-machine interface to the UFOs, but rather as sciability relative to dealing with, quote, the gods, okay, those who descended on Earth and are fucking with us, and how sciability, uh, trained in these uh, now-hidden schools, now relegated to religion when they were not, uh, the, these sciabilities are, uh, will aid you in surviving the interaction with the space aliens. And we find these sciability discussions now uh, buried in um, like Taoism literature, right? And some of the more arcane, uh, shunted off to the side, ancillary kind of literature for the main religions. Uh, so I found it in um, ancient Chinese, in like really ancient Chinese, where uh, the AI didn't understand it, and I had to go and do my own fucking translation, which is a pain in the ass. But in any event, found it there, found it in um, uh, some Japanese literature, and found it in Zoroastrian literature in out of Persia. That was a, a real uh, boon, okay? So the Persians were every bit as... Um, data-driven as the uh, Hindus of the same period in interacting with the space aliens. And um, these instruction sets on sciability, uh, as I say, that are coming uh, out of the Zoroastrian literature do not have the current, uh, mostly put on us in the 1800s, misunderstanding of sciability. So in the um, Zoroastrian literature, it describes what we call telepathy, okay? It describes as, uh, it, it uses a word that is a form of the word to share, okay? It is, you have to be very careful in getting into this literature, into all of this stuff, because you need to understand language at a very uh, deep level because these people that wrote about this material also understood language at a deep level. So they make very great distinctions um, uh, in terms of uh, states of being as opposed to uh, dynamic activity. And so you have to understand when you read certain words, whether you're reading it as a uh, verb infinitive or as a, you know, um, a past tense or uh, other form of that same verb. Uh, it gets really, uh, gets into grammar and shit that I, I don't want to go into, but basically you have to understand whether you're dealing with a state of being or a dynamic process, because these people were able to differentiate between the state of being that is caused by adopting certain dynamic processes, and then those dynamic processes that would be available to you should you achieve that state of being, which they assumed you could do, just as everybody could do. 
so there's a lot of a lot of stuff in there about uh, training your mind, cultivating these skills, and and so on that I'm getting into. Uh, probably will work up some kind of a coursework. It's it's that valid to go through it. I, I may translate it all. Um, I'm having to locate it in several different volumes, so it becomes a pain. Um, it's not like you can say it all came from this book and you can go and find it, right? I can do that on Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. I can point out the various different sutras and stuff. The uh, Zoroastrian literature is a little bit different because within the Zoroastrian literature is a level of self-referential um, linkage that you don't have in uh, other social orders. So at the time that they wrote the Zoroastrian literature, uh, they basically had very... Um, extensive understanding of library science and so they would provide you with links to other uh, material uh, referencing it um, by the nature of the material not by the author or the the title of a book or whatever it gets gets involved anyway though so um, so uh, the deep state's gonna freak out over humans cultivating psi ability humans will cultivate psi ability uh, in a huge way once we got you the UFOs down here and, and shit happening, in spite of the fact that the deep state's going to do everything they can to keep humans dumbed down to the whole concept of psiability relative to UFOs. Um, it is quite clear in both the uh, Zoroastrian, uh, in the uh, uh, Sanskrit uh, Patanjali stuff, as well as in some of the Chinese material, that uh, you travel by virtue of your mind identifying with a point in space and then activating uh, that's the whole issue of dynamic versus uh, state of being but activating the machinery that you're tied into uh, usually you're tied into it by putting your hand into a, a receptacle and it takes all of these uh, points off of your hand in terms of uh, notes now something to note here is that if you're circumcised Sorry, guys, uh, you're not going to be very good at this, okay? Uh, it has to do with the two to five million um, nerve cells that are taken away from you, and it, and it was done deliberately by the, uh, the Elohim so that their people, so that the, the Jews, the, the people, the Ashkenazi and then the Essenes, who the Ashkenazi later, later called Jews, it was done so that these people would not become psychic, Okay. So it was one of the mechanisms of controlling the herd was to, to lop off the foreskin with its two to five million receptors. The reason that they do that is because this foreskin with those receptors it, uh, completes the last segment of the vagus nerve. So now here, here's something else. Uh, space aliens are not equal opportunity employers, okay? So they will not put women uh, flying these machines. And if you read the various descriptions, there's only two women ever cited as being able to fly uh, Vaimani in the past. And uh, one of them ended very disastrously. But in any event, though, so women are not able to do it. Men that are for, for that don't have foreskins, they're not able to do it. Okay, you won't be able to do these side techniques. And that has to do with the nature of the development of this nerve. So all of those nerves in the foreskin ultimately join to the longest nerve in the body, which is the X nerve. It is the 10th cranial nerve. There's 12, some people claim 13, but there's 12 
uh, cranial nerves, and number 10, uh, which is the one almost all the way back in your, um, at the very back part of your head, that's the one that joins to the vagus nerve system. The vagus nervous system is this giant plethora, giant uh, matrix of nerves that connect all your major organs except the adrenal gland. But all of these organs and the, and the vagus system have um, uh, adrenaline receptors. Okay, now here's the thing. This is the longest nerve in your body. It goes from the medulla all the way down into the abdomen. But if you're not circumcised, if you're a whole uh, person and you don't have any problems that way, uh, this, this nerve ultimately extends all the way down to the tip of the penis because the vagus nerve joins that complex that goes through and shows up there. And a lot of these are not like um, uh, sensory nerves in the sense that you push on it and you feel something. A lot of these nerves are um, uh, related to the uptake of uh, pheromones, hormones, all different kinds of things, right? So it's said in a lot of literature that men who are circumcised can't effectively bond with a woman because you don't have the receptors to pull up uh, the the and and induce this uh, uh, bonding formation within your brain. Yes, you can do it. It's a it's not a hundred percent. You know, if you get a bad circumcised job, maybe you lose five million uh, of these uh, cells. Maybe only two million, right? So it's going to vary. Uh, it's not a hundred percent. All people always uh, under these circumstances, but literature says. Uh, you know, don't put a circumcised male uh, in the pilot seat in your Vaimana. Uh, all different kinds of stuff like that. And in the um, Taoist and the Zoroastrian traditions there, they, they caution against attempting to train circumcised males in this size stuff as, as not being um, particularly worthwhile, that, that there's going to be problems. Uh, and then they go into why there are problems. So, so with the, um, with the intact foreskin, you have a nerve that goes from the medulla, which is in the middle of the brain there, uh, all the way down to the end of the penis. And at the same time, it also branches out. Okay, so it becomes a uh, very much a web. It's a giant antenna for psychic shit, um, which we all have to cultivate now. And I'm here for my first stop. And I'll continue in on this size stuff. I'll be doing this for months, guys. It's, um, it's a big subject, and it's going to take a lot of discussion uh, just to even come across and touch some of it. So I found um, 300, uh, I think there's 304, something like that, uh, instruction sets in Zoroastrian literature for uh, size stuff. I have also found... Um, literature on how to test people for size stuff and how to uh, uh, aid people in cultivating it. So there is a rich tradition out there uh, that we'll need to know because those fucking space aliens are coming back and they're all about size. okay? They're filled with buckets of this stuff. Anyway, I'm here now. I'll pick it up later.